Praise the Lord, everybody. I'm Seth. And I'm Madison. And this, this is, is Shine, Shine the Light, Light Podcast. Alrighty, well, thank y'all so much for tuning in once again to Shine a Light Podcast, where we have new episodes for you every Friday. And you can listen to us now on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Today, I have my beautiful girlfriend. She wasn't with us last week, but we got her here today. But the audio, I do want to clarify, it's just going to sound a little bit different on her end. Uh, because she has, um, uh, we're actually FaceTiming right now. It's what we're doing. And she's, she just got off of work here just a few hours ago. And I just literally got home from work. So we ha- wasn't going to be able to see each other today nor tomorrow. And so, and we needed an episode for f- this week. And so, um, if you notice her audio just sounds a little bit funny. It's not the software we're using. It's just where I'm doing a recording audio call is what it's called and so but you should be able to hear her pretty well though because we've already been talking we've already done a test run and she sounds pretty decent so madison how you doing i'm doing good how are you doing brother seth brother seth <laughs> <laughs> i'm doing much better because i'm talking to you yeah i missed you last week i missed you too it was it was hard <laughs> i'm gonna lie it was hard doing it without you uh, we talked about uh, being a light, and uh, which we may do another episode later on where we'll have you on there. You know, share your thoughts about when you think about the light. You know, that'll be a good topic. Podcast is growing pretty well. We have a good listening audience. We've received a lot of feedback from a majority of y'all and saying that y'all really enjoy these episodes. Uh, Madison and I read the comments on YouTube. And because uh, that's kind of where we get the comments is on our YouTube. But I also do get uh, emails and uh, we do appreciate it so much. And it's very encouraging to us. And, you know, our mission on Shine the Light is not try to preach or teach or, you know, have a church service or whatnot. We, we Madison and I, we just want to sit down and as we're together, you know, our mission is just to be in a blessing and encouragement to you. Whether if you're listening to the episodes on the road or at the house or at your place of work, you know, you can be uh, encouraged because it's not God's will for people to be discouraged. But it's God's will for people to be encouraged. And so we got a great episode for you today. As you can tell by the title of today's episode, uh, it's kind of a unique title. Uh, but it was just kind of something that I thought, you know, this will actually stick out pretty well. And we're going to be calling it God's Love Story. It's today's title. And uh, basically, we're going to talk about the love of God. And uh, Mathis and I, a few months ago, actually it was earlier this year, we had a good conversation about the love of God. And we talked about how it's important to have the love of God in our hearts and to show the love of God. And that's what we kind of want. We kind of want to bring that topic back up and kind of share with y'all. So um, when I think about the love of God, you know, I begin, I know this kind of be off subject, but it will mix in. I was telling Madison before we started recording about a scripture in 1 Kings 3, 
verse number 16 through 22. Uh, this is after Solomon asked God to give him wisdom and knowledge because God said, I'll give you whatever you want, Solomon, what you want. You know, in today's society, in today's generation, a lot of people say, well, I'll, I'll take some money. I'll, I'll take a new car. I'll take a new phone. Uh, I'll take a new house. You know, and Solomon could have done that. Even God said to himself that you could have asked for riches. You could ask for money. You could ask for this and that. But Solomon said that I want wisdom and knowledge, understanding to lead God's people. And then, of course, as you continue reading on, Solomon has his first encounter with uh, what God's given him with wisdom and knowledge. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 to 22, it says, Then came there two women that were harlots unto the king, and stood before him. And one woman said, O my Lord, and this woman dwell in one house, and I was delivered of a child with her in the house. And it came to pass the third day after that I was delivered, that this woman was delivered also. And we were together. There was no stranger with us in the house, save we two in the house. And this woman's child died in the night, because she overlaid it. And she arose at midnight, took my son from beside me, while thy handmaid slept, and laid it in her bosom, and laid the dead child in my bosom. And when I rose in the morning to get my child sucked, behold, it was dead. But when I had considered it in the morning, behold, it was not my son, which I did bear. And the other woman said, Nay, but the living is my son, and the dead is thy son. And this said, No, but the dead is thy son, and the living is my son. Thus they spake before the king. Verse number 23 through 28, this is how Solomon decided what to do. He said, This is, uh, then said the king, The one saved, This is my son that liveth. And thy son is dead. And the other saith, Nay, but thy son is the dead, and my son is the living. King Solomon said, Bring me a sword. And they brought a sword before the king. And the king said, Defy the living child in two, and give half to the one, half to the other. Then spake the woman whose the living child was unto the king. For her bowels yearned upon her son. And she said, O my lord, give her the living child. And in no wise slay it. But the other said, Let it be neither mine nor thy, but defy it. And let me just stop right there. That right there just shows the heart of a mother. That just showed the true love. And then verse 27, it says, The king answered and said, Give her the living child, and it's no wife slay. She is the mother thereof. And all Israel heard of the judgment which the king had judged. And they feared the king, for they saw that the wisdom of God was in him to do judgment. Ain't that just something how... You know, Solomon said, I'll, I'll, um, let's just divide the baby, you know, give one half to the one, half to the other. But the true mother s spoke out. The fake mama, if you'll allow me, she said, go ahead and divide it either way, <laughs> which is sad. Yeah, because it wasn't her baby. Yeah, which is sad. If it was her true baby, she wouldn't have said that either. No, she wouldn't have said that either. That's true. And that's just, that's just one def definition of love. You know, but you can define love in multiple ways. And um, but as I was preparing for today's episode, I, I, I came up with at least two questions that I like to ask Madison. Oh, no. And if she has questions, <laughs> she can let me know. 
But I'm pretty sure I know the answers to these two questions, to be honest with you, because like I said, we've we've kind of talked about this subject a while back. Yeah. So as I was kind of getting my notes ready, I was like, I'm going to ask her this question. When you read that throughout the whole Word of God, sweetheart, when you read from Genesis to Revelation, when you read about all the men of old, the women of old, from Adam to John the Revelator, when you think about the love of God that was shown in the Bible, who pointed out to you the most that showed the love of God or showed compassion or showed love? Like who from the Old to the New Testament, who can you think, or maybe somebody in the Old and the New, because there's multiple, but like who points out to you the most? Of course, Jesus does to me because he was God. And the Bible would say many times that Jesus was moved with compassion upon the multitudes and upon the people that nobody else would have really had much to do with. There is one scripture, I don't exactly remember where it was. I remember reading it. I think it's in the book of Luke somewhere um, where Jesus was preaching in the synagogues. Like he was actually preaching to people. And, you know, you preach, you get behind a microphone, you know, you do all that great stuff. And then uh, a verse later, the Bible said that Jesus went out to the multitudes. And when he went out to the multitudes, that's when the Bible said that he was moved with compassion because the multitude yeah, the multitude was the people that nobody really wanted to have anything to do with. Nobody wanted to preach to them. Nobody wanted them because they weren't the high people. They didn't have the high position. They didn't have all this. They didn't have all that. They were just the normal, casual, common people of the town. And Jesus was moved with compassion upon that type of people because he wasn't all concerned with who you are, what position you hold. Jesus was just concerned with the people themselves. Another place in scripture which I have pulled up here is uh, Luke chapter 10. You can read about the parable of the Good Samaritan. And it says in verse 31, And by chance, now this was after this this man had been uh, jumped by people. He had been beaten and he was just laying on the ground. He couldn't help himself. And verse 31 says, And by chance there came down a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. It says by chance, a priest was somebody that was to help another person. A priest was somebody that, yes, had the position, but they were there for the people. And that priest failed at his position because he didn't help the man that needed his help the most. Verse 32 says, and likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Verse 33, but a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him, and went to him, and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast, and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto them, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three, thinkest thou, was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And this is when Jesus was asking, I think it was a scribe, and that scribe said, He that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, Go and do thou likewise. 
It's when you show love to people that people will take notice of it the most. It's not all about you getting a position and being able to do this or do that or saying this or saying that. There's more to a position for one thing than people think there is. And two, the greatest things you will ever do for God is what you do outside of the church doors. It's not always with the microphone. It's not always in a Sunday school classroom. It's not always behind a piece of instrument. But it's when you get out into the world and you show the people, the multitudes, the true love of God because they are the ones that need it the most. That's right. I remember you telling me there a while back about a scripture that you were studying on. And you may have already mentioned this in that previous episode. And uh, I got to actually pull it up here in my Bible. It was in John 21. Oh, yeah, I did talk about that. When uh, verse 15 through 25, Jesus challenges Peter. And says, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He said unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he said, Feed my lambs. He asked him the second time. And he said, Feed my sheep. He asked a third time. And he said, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest I love thee. And Jesus said, Feed my sheep. Very, very, I say unto thee, When thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest. But when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thy hand, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldest not. And then verse 19, then spake, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he simply said, follow me. You know, when a pastor quotes this scripture all the time, he says, the love of God covereth multitude of sins. You know who wrote that scripture? Peter. Because he knew what it was like for the love of God to be to cover his sins. First Peter 4 and 8. And above all things, have fervent charity. It's another word for love. Among yourselves, for charity shall cover the multitude of sins. Peter wrote that because Peter was the one that knew what it was like to get his sins covered when he lied and he rejected God. And he said that he wasn't even with the man. He, Jesus looked at him and still asked him the question, do you still love me? Do you love me? I'm not coming to you and telling you what you did wrong and why did you do this and oh you're a liar you can't have any part with me and you're not and you're this and you're that and oh you know you shouldn't do this or whatnot no peter came to jesus came to peter with love not condemnation he did he sure did a lot of people if you ask them out of all the books of the bible they may ask um what's known as the love book a lot of people will say the Song of Solomon, which is true. Um, it could be simply referred as the love book. It really can. But I, I personally think that it's not the only love book. Um, I believe First John is, to me, consider another love book. But it wasn't talking about what uh, Solomon wrote. But this is talking about the love of God. And it, it really begins in the first chapter, and then you jump down to chapter 2. And then the first verse that you read, when you hear the mention of love, is First John 2.15. It says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of this world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. 
And then, of course, the, John the Revelator tells us in Revelations 21, he said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And like, the, this earth that we're living in right now is going to pass away. God's going to destroy it. Uh, Peter said, and I think it was somewhere in First or Second Peter chapter 3, um, he said this world is going to be burnt with fervent heat. It's going to be melted. It's going to be wiped off of the universe. But there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. But you jump down to first number, uh, chapter 3, chapter 4, chapter 5, talks about the love of God. It says, um, right here in first, I just had a hearing, I lost it. Uh, first number seven, a chapter four, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. But he that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And if you if you if, if you don't have love, you don't have God. I mean that's what the epistle John basically told us. In all those five chapters, he basically said, If you don't have love, you ain't got Jesus. <laughs> Here's another question I have for you. When you read throughout the Word of God, like I've already mentioned, love is mentioned quite a bit. But how do you define love? Like, I know it can be defined in so many ways. I mean, for us personally, we have a relationship because we love each other. Yeah. So that's one definition. Is you. That's one. <laughs> but the other definition is a scripture you just now read that said God is love. Right. Meaning love is gone. That's the definition of love. You can't really add nothing else to it. And that's why it's so important to have the love of God. Because you got a lot of people that's out in this world that are hurt. That are broken. Depressed. Oppressed. Afraid. And they just need somebody or something to show them love. More somebody than something. But sometimes you can use something as a tool. But like food or water or, you know, I've seen churches, they do outreach and they give food to the homeless. Yeah. You know, that's, a, that's an act of kindness, an act of love. But having someone show that to somebody means... It's more meaningful, if you'll allow me to put it that way. It's more meaningful to somebody. Like, I mean, I'll use you for an example. In our personal relationship, I mean, we've been dating now for almost two years. But we've known each other for almost eight years. Well, actually, it's been eight years. Over eight years. Over eight years. And, you know, we've had we've actually had a couple requests to us to talk about our relationship, which we're going to do that because it's pretty interesting how... We came together. It's pretty interesting. Love is the key to a lot of things. And I think sometimes we we don't have the right key. And we got to have that love for people. We got to have that compassion for people. Well, I mean, if, if God is love, then the way that you will show God is by showing love. That's what the Bible is, is God's love for us. Put in story format. It really is. And... You know, my prayer is that every day the Lord will help me to have that love of God more. Have it deeper. Have it stronger. And, you know, even I ask the good Lord to help me to love you more every day. I pray the same thing. 
what we do for each other is because we simply love each other. And let us be that same way, but even more for the church and for people, for souls that are at stake if they don't make things right before it's too late. Because God's love ain't to punish you. God doesn't want to do that. He doesn't he he didn't he don't he doesn't even want you to go to hell because he didn't even create hell for you. But he loves you so much and respects you enough to give you a choice. Why did Jesus come to earth? Why did Jesus wrap himself in flesh? Because he loved. Why did he go to the old rugged cross? Because he loved. Why did he shed his blood? Because he loved. Why did he take the nails in his hands and his feet? Because he loved. <laughs> he suffered it all because he first loved me. We didn't love him first. He loved us. And that's why he came to earth. As the song says, he came from heaven to earth to show the way. From the earth to the cross, my debt to pay. From the cross to the grave to the grave to the sky. And that's why we lift his name on high. Because of because we love him. And, you know, it's sad because a lot of people, they take the love of God for granted. They take the blessings of God for granted. And all God is asking from us is to love him. And to have that relationship with him. And I know you talked about that one. I don't think we've recorded. I think it was just a conversation we have. That we got to have that one-on-one relationship with him. He wants to know you. And as well as we want to know him. That's a whole hymnal says. I want to know more about my Lord. I want to know more about my Jesus. Because we learn about Jesus every day. But that's why it's important to have that relationship. If you don't talk to him, you ain't going to know nothing more about him. Just like if I didn't talk to you, I wouldn't learn anything. You got to love him. You got to know him for yourself. You can't love him just because your grandmother loves him. Or your brother or your sister or your mother or father. Aunt or uncle loves him. You got to love him for yourself. You got to have a love for him. You have to have a love for this truth. You have to have a love for his word. You got to have a love for his people. And we are his people and the sheep of his pastor, as Psalm of David said. And we got to have love for one another. We got, because that's what the body of Christ is. It's a unified body. And we can't do it by ourselves. Especially a new convert, they, they can't do it by themselves. But when a drug addict or alcoholic or a backslider that comes back to God or comes to the altar of repentance, you know, it's, it should be our goal and it should be our mission to meet them at that altar of repentance. Let them know that there is someone who cares. A lot of people that says, well, God doesn't care about me. God doesn't love me. How did, why did, How would he love me if he wouldn't let me go through what I'm going through? If you read in the Gospels, when Jesus told Peter, James, and John, disciples, he said, I'm going to go pray over here. Y'all pray with me, but y'all pray right here. <laughs> Especially what Jesus said. And Jesus said, Father, if it be thy will, let this cup pass from me. 
but not my will, but that will be done. So if Jesus did not care about us, if he did not love us that much, he would have had his way in the garden to get sit of me. The cup would have passed and they would have prayed and went home for the night. But God knew that he was going to have to be that ultimate sacrifice. Just because he has so much love for us that he does not want us to go to a eternal lake of fire. Don't let that devil lie to you or discourage you and say that he don't care about you. He don't love you. That devil's a flat out liar. But we hope you enjoyed this episode today. Hope it was a, a blessing and encouragement to you. And hope, you know, it gives you a better understanding of the love of God. You know, we encourage you, you know, as well as Mass and I will do as well. That, you know, every time we talk to God, pray is that Lord give us, give us a deeper love for you. A deeper love for people. Deeper love for your word. A deeper love for you. Feel free to send us an email. smbchannel238 at gmail.com And you got anything else you'd like to say, baby, before we wrap it up? Just love the Lord and love you and love people. <laughs> I love you too, sweetheart. Woo! Good God Almighty. But we appreciate y'all for listening to today's episode. And until next week, be blessed from the best. Here on Shine a Light Podcast.